The Productive Woman, Episode 226. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast about productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. I'm so glad you've joined me. In this episode, we're going to be talking about some habits to consider developing for this year. You'll find more information and links to resources and references that I mentioned all in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 226. Now, this episode is brought to you by FreshBooks and by Audible. To take advantage of the free 30-day all-access trial FreshBooks is offering the Productive Woman listeners, visit freshbooks.com slash woman and enter the Productive Woman in the How Did You Hear About Us section to see how FreshBooks can help you manage your business finances. I'll talk a little bit more about that later on in the show, but before that... You know, if you've been listening to this show for very long, what a fan I am of books. We have a Productive Woman book club in the the Facebook community. Uh, I've done episodes about books that I've read in our Productive Reading series. Well, as this new year begins, let me ask you this. Could listening make you a better parent, a better leader, even a better person? Could listening inspire you to start something new as this year begins? Well, there's never been a better time to start listening on Audible. With Audible, you get access to an unbeatable selection of audiobooks, including bestsellers, motivation books, mysteries, thrillers, memoirs, and more. And you can get a 30-day free trial of Audible by going to audible.com slash TPW or just by texting TPW to 500-500 on your smartphone. Audible has the largest selection of audiobooks on the planet. And now with Audible Originals, the selection has gotten even more custom with content made for members. I personally love Audible. I like, I mean, I like to read books, you know, paper books and that sort of thing, but uh, audiobooks are so handy when you're traveling and that sort of thing. And I've enjoyed alternating between fiction and nonfiction books on Audible. One of my favorite nonfiction books has been Quiet by Susan Cain. This is a fascinating look at what it means to be an introvert and how introverts can have such a huge impact on society. Well, Audible members can choose three titles every month, one audiobook and then two Audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else. Audible members also get access to exclusive audio fitness programs, which will help you start the new year off on the right foot. You can listen on any device, anytime, anywhere. So at home, at the gym, on your commute, or just when you're on the go. You'll also enjoy easy audiobook exchanges, rollover credits, and an audiobook library you keep forever, even if you cancel your Audible subscription. So Audible is for the most inspiring minds, the most compelling stories, the best place to listen. Get started with your 30-day free trial when you go to audible.com slash TPW or text TPW to 500-500. And listen for a change. 
Now let's get right into our topic for this episode. I started thinking about the habits that we've follow, the, the things that manage our life in many ways, because habits uh, really drive our days. And why does it matter to have good habits? Well, developing good habits helps us to be more productive. When we have good habits, we waste less time deciding what to do and how. We're more efficient. We've discussed this before. For instance, in episode 147, when we talked about Charles Duhigg's fascinating book called The Power of Habit, and I recommend both the book and that episode for some of the highlights of that, uh, we talked about how our brain wants to be efficient. It likes to do the same thing the same way because that consumes less energy. So when something becomes a habit, it's controlled by the basal ganglia instead of the prefrontal cortex where decisions are made. So it leaves more bandwidth, so to speak, in our prefrontal cortex to focus on creative thinking, problem solving, and so on. I've recently started reading a new book by James Clear called Atomic Habits, where he's talking about small habits that can have huge impact. I'm only a chapter or two into the book and already think it's great, and I suspect I'll be recommending it. But one of the things he says early in the book that I thought was so interesting is that habits are the compound interest of self-improvement. The same way that money multiplies through compound interest, the effects of your habits multiply as you repeat them. They seem to make little difference on any given day, and yet the impact they deliver over the months and years can be enormous. So that's why having the right habits, having good and productive habits is such a boost to our quality of life and our productivity. A couple of things that is important to know about habits in general is that it's easier to create a new habit that serves you than it is to simply break a bad habit. So the idea that Duhigg talks about in his book and a number of articles that I've read has said, rather than trying to stop uh, you know, break a bad habit, replace it with something new, with a, a new, more productive, more um, beneficial habit. So how do we create a new habit? And again, we've talked about this in several episodes in the past, and Duhigg goes into pretty good deep detail about this in The Power of Habit. But uh, just the, I'm hitting the highlights here before we get into uh, some suggestions of some habits we might all consider adding to our arsenal this year. And so in terms of how we create a new habit, Duhigg talks about the habit loop. And here's a, a, a quote from the book, The Power of Habit, where he says, first, there's a cue, a trigger that tells your brain to go into automatic mode and which habit to use. Then there is a routine, which can be physical or mental or emotional. And finally, there is a reward, which helps your brain figure out if this particular loop is worth remembering for the future. Over time, Duhigg says, this loop, cue, routine, reward, cue, routine, reward, becomes more and more automatic. The cue and reward become intertwined until a powerful sense of anticipation and craving emerges. And that's when it sort of has gone into our brain, into the basal ganglia and becomes an automatic kind of thing that we don't even have to think about. So 
understanding how that works, how we create a new habit, understanding this whole, the the habit loop, the cue, the routine and the reward. And I'll have links in the show notes for some articles that talk about this. But again, uh, at least from what I've read so far, Duhigg's book is kind of the most in-depth description of how that works. As I said, I suspect that James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, is probably going to be another one you'll want to read. Uh, another tip for creating a new habit to maybe replace, whether to replace an old b- w- bad habit or simply to improve your life, uh, is it's better to choose one thing at a time to to focus on. You're more likely to be successful if you're working on creating one habit at a time. And once it has become habitual, uh, then then you can add something else. So rather than trying to change everything in your life and build a whole bunch of new habits all at once, uh, better to focus on just one, maybe two at a time, but, but one is best. Another idea is when you're trying to establish a new habit, tack it onto something that you already do habitually. And it can be anything that's in your routine already. But one example is if you've decided as part of your, um, you know, personal growth, I guess, if you want to, that you want to journal regularly, when are you going to do that? Decide a time that you're going to do that, um, that you can tack it on to something you already do habitually. So maybe you'll plan to do it each morning while you drink your morning coffee. Or maybe you'll plan to do your journaling in the evening right after you brush your teeth or, you know, some other thing that you already do habitually that kind of can easily flow into this new habit that you want to develop. Uh, Another example maybe is if you've decided, as many of us do at the beginning of a new year, you want to start exercising more regularly. Well, decide now, when are you going to do that? What's something you already do that's already part of your routine that you can tack this on to the end of? So maybe you'll plan to go to the gym right after you drop your kids off at school. So you'll, you know, put your workout clothes on first thing in the morning, drive your kids to school and go straight to the gym. Or maybe you're going to do it, uh, you know, do your workout uh, on your way home from work. It, it, whatever your routine is, find something that you do routinely, habitually, and and plan to tack this new habit that you're trying to develop onto that thing that you're already doing. Again, Don't try to change everything at once. Choose one new habit to focus on for four to six weeks. And then when it's become habitual, you can add another one. Of course, then the question is, how do you choose which habits to focus on? How do you choose what habit to try to develop? And there's not a right or wrong answer to this, I don't think. To me, what I think you want to do is look at your life. Is there an area of your life that's kind of bugging you? Something that's keeping you awake at night? Maybe, you know, it's, you've got a habit of dropping, I'm trying to think of simple things, dropping the mail on the kitchen counter every day when you come in, and then it just sits there and piles up. And you want to, that, that just bugs you. You know, it's not a big deal, but 
it's something that's kind of bugging you. Maybe you want to develop a new habit around that. Maybe there's something else that's keeping you awake night, something, um, you know, you feel like you're, you're not eating in a healthy way, or you are watching too much TV, or I, I don't know, whatever area of your life, um, where there's something that's just kind of nagging at your mind, what is a new habit that you could develop that would help you in that area? And um, that's one way to choose a habit to focus on. So those are just some general thoughts about why habits matter, how they work, and how to develop a new habit. So let's talk about some new habits maybe that we could consider for our own routine this year. And I, this was just, I came up with a list. I was thinking about what are some things that would be habits that I could add to my life. You could maybe add to your life that might enhance your life, make you more productive. And so um, the first one that came to mind is create a habit of taking one small action each day toward one of your most important goals. And you know what that goal is. You know what that thing is that maybe keeps getting pushed off um, because you think you got to set aside big chunks of time and it just never seems to fit into your daily routine. We'll create a new habit uh, of taking just a small action toward pick one of those goals that you've set for yourself for this year and commit to taking one small action each day. Now that might be spending you know, 10 minutes, um, on the treadmill. Uh, it could be, you know, if you're like me, you, you like to write or you're working on a writing project or avoiding working on a writing project. Maybe the habit, the small action you're going to take is I'm going to write two sentences each day for the next six weeks. Or if decluttering or straightening out your, your house is on your goal list for this year, What's a small action you can take each day? Maybe clean out one shelf, declutter one drawer. Maybe you want to read more each day and it it never seems to fit into your routine. So maybe you commit to just read one chapter or, you know, one page for that matter, whatever fits in. Uh, Maybe you want to develop more business for your, whatever your profession is. And so maybe the, 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 The small action you're going to take each day is to call or email one client or one prospective client. These are all just very small actions that you can fit into your day. And if you do it every day for a period of time, it will become habitual. And these are perfect examples of the kind of thing that maybe you're going to want to tack on to something you already do each day. So again, if you're going to do... uh, you want to develop a habit of working out and you've decided I'm going to spend 10 minutes on the treadmill each day. Uh, Are you going to do that as soon as you get up in the morning? Are you going to do it um, at lunchtime? Are you going to do it right before you go to bed at night? Uh, Decide something you already do routinely and tack that on. When are you going to write those two sentences on the book you want to write or the poem you want to write? When are you going to clean out the shelf or the drawer that you want to declutter? What's something you do habitually? Maybe you're going to clean out one shelf on the, in the kitchen while the water's boiling for the pasta when you make dinner each day. You you get the idea. 
these are small actions that you can take, but to create the habit, find something else you already do regularly and, and just add this on at the end of it. So that's one habit maybe we can consider is adding to our arsenal of habits of helpful and productive habits to take one small action each day toward one of your most important goals. Number two is an option uh, for a habit to develop. Send a note of thanks or encouragement to someone each week. And, you know, you could do that by email, uh, but I, I think it'd be cool if we all kind of started sending a handwritten, you know, like a real note in the mail to someone, someone that we want to thank or someone that comes to mind that maybe needs a little word of encouragement, somebody who's helped you or who's inspired you, someone who's encouraged you. Uh, or someone you know that's maybe struggling. And it doesn't have to be someone you know in person. Maybe you send a note off to the author of a book that you read that really has helped you. Or, and I'm not saying this because you're listening to me, but maybe there's a podcast that really inspires you or entertains you or that you just really enjoy and it enhances your life. Uh, that might be somebody you want to send a thank you note to. I can tell you as a podcaster, we spend a lot of time by ourselves in a room talking to ourselves, so to speak, you know, in front of this microphone. And it's always encouraging to hear from a listener who's seen the value of what we do. So I, that's something I, that's on my list to do this, this year is to try to remember to send notes off to some of the people like that, that I've never met, but who've made my life better. So that's a habit maybe to develop, find a time each week to sit down and write a note of thanks or encouragement to someone who has made your life better or who you know is struggling and maybe needs a little word of encouragement. Number three habit to consider if you don't already do this is to read every day. And this can be anything. It can be, uh, you know, fiction, nonfiction, whatever. There's so many values to reading. Um, one article that I read said, uh, there was a scientist who, who, you know, they've done studies about this. And, and this article says, and I'm quoting here, reading has been shown to help us better understand and interact with other people, keep our brains sharp, expand our worldviews and grow as individuals. Stories allow us to feel connected with others and part of something bigger than ourselves. There's something really good about reading. And it's something that can get set aside in our sort of visual world where we're surrounded by screens and it's easier to watch YouTube or TV or cat videos and that sort of thing. So maybe we add to our daily routine our, a habitual time to sit down and read something every day, something uplifting, inspiring, or motivating, maybe something thought-provoking, uh, something that will help you expand your horizons and your skills. There's, of course, an endless number of books out there that can help with that, books and articles. I, I guess I was thinking about books when I added this to the list. I read a lot, but not always as intentionally as I'd like to. And so it's part of my um, 
goal, I guess, to be really intentional about choosing books that will either encourage and inspire me or teach me something new that uh, will make my life better. And the options are absolutely limitless. And it can be a little overwhelming trying to find books. Certainly, you can ask friends to recommend books. Um, you know, we do some of this in in the um, the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, where as part of the book club, we choose a book t- to read together a few times a year, and we'll be doing that soon. So if you're in the community, keep an eye out. I'll be uh, asking for suggestions soon. But if you're looking for ideas for books to read, Again, ask your friends for recommendations. If you Google top books on any particular topic, you can probably find articles that will recommend them. Uh, Recently, we had a new sponsor, Blinkist, that I talked about a little bit. This is an app that lets you read just the highlights of a variety of, of nonfiction books. And I think it's a great tool for finding good nonfiction. I think it's not a substitute for savoring a whole book, but you can at least kind of get a sampling of it, learn the the basic gist of the book and decide maybe I want to read this whole book. Now, you know, full disclosure, they have been a sponsor. They're not a sponsor of this episode, uh, but they have been a sponsor of a past episode. Uh, I just think it's a great tool and I enjoy the app on my phone and checking out different books to to learn a little bit and decide whether I want to grab the whole book and read it. Another option that can be helpful is audiobooks. If you have a long commute or uh, you have the kind of job or day that you can listen to something while you're working, why not listen to something that's uplifting or encouraging or thought-provoking or educational or just entertaining, you know? Again, here's where our our sponsor of this episode, Audible, can be invaluable. I used to listen to books on Audible back when I had to drive into Dallas every day. You know, I had a long commute and uh, I enjoyed reading or listening to the books and learning something new, and it made the time pass faster. So uh, again, it's an option for you if you have a long commute that maybe you can't sit and read, but you can listen to a good book. So think about adding to the habit this year of reading something every day, make it part of your morning or evening routine and uh, enhance your life in that way. A habit I think we probably, most of us could benefit from is to get more sleep. And that's, you know, when you think of that as a habit, uh, maybe you don't think of it as a habit, but I think it becomes habitual whether we go to bed at a reasonable time or the routines that we follow at night. Um, it's important to get good sleep. Adequate sleep help, helps us to be more productive by helping us make better decisions. We recover more quickly from distractions. We make fewer mistakes when we're well rested. And science studies show that it improves our reaction times. There's all kinds of benefits of getting adequate sleep. And most of us don't. And so, I, you know, I'm, I'll share links in the show notes for some articles that I consulted about this. And it's really worth looking at. So if we create new habits to help us get more sleep or just create the habit of getting a better night's sleep, uh, our life is going to be better and more productive. So how do we do that? How can we improve our sleep? How can we make 
a good night's sleep a habit for us. Uh, again, the, the articles that I looked at, the experts talk about setting a reasonable bedtime and being consistent about when you go to bed and when you get up. So that's one important thing. A second thing is to consider turning off all our screens an hour or so before bedtime. That's our smartphones, our TVs, our our tablets, our computers, turn all those off, let our brains sort of settle down as part of our wind down routine to get ready for bed. Uh, one article I read from, uh, from sleep, the website Sleep Foundation encourages us to evaluate the room that we're sleeping in. And they, the article says that we should design our sleep environment to establish the conditions we need for sleep. They, they, this article and several others recommends that the bedroom should be cool. They recommend between 60 and 67 degrees Fahrenheit. The article says that our bedroom should be free from noise that can disturb our sleep and free from light. So we wanted to, you know, have good curtains, turn the lights off, that sort of thing. The article suggests using blackout curtains, eye shades, earplugs, white noise machines, fans, whatever we can to help create an environment that we can sleep better in. The article also recommends making sure that we have a comfortable mattress and pillows. And this, I just thought this was interesting. About nine or 10 years is the life expectancy for a good quality mattress. So if your mattress is older than that, and I will say ours is, so it's well past time for us to get a new one. If your mattress is more than nine or 10 years old, consider getting a new one. So there's some more healthy sleep tips in this article, which I'll link to in the show notes. So that was number four, get more sleep, get better sleep as a habit to add to our daily routines to make our lives healthier and more productive. Number five, maybe we can develop a habit of doing something for yourself every day. Some little thing, something that brings you joy or makes you feel good in some way. And, you know, have you thought about maybe what that would be? I feel like a lot of times for us, those the the things that we might do for ourselves get are the first thing that get crossed off the list and just you know shoved aside to make room for the things we need to do the the people we need to take care of but maybe we would be more productive more able to pursue making a life that truly matters if we are taking better care of ourselves so consider uh creating the habit of doing something for yourself every day that just makes you smile, makes you feel good. And that could be anything. Maybe it's, you know, 15 minutes of or 10 minutes of meditation. Maybe it's grabbing a cup of really good coffee or tea and sitting down to read a chapter of a book that you like, or, you know, watch a YouTube video. Maybe it's go for a walk outside or take a nap or doing something creative, maybe spending time crafting or creating art or music. Maybe it's a soak in the tub, but just something that you're doing just for yourself, just to make you feel good. And that will help you create a, a better attitude toward life and kind of motivate us to to get out there and do the other things that we need to do. 
we need to remind ourselves that we deserve to take care of ourselves and that it's important to take care of ourselves. And it's okay to do something just because it makes us smile. So do something for yourself every day. Consider that as a habit to add to your routine for this year. Another one, number six, is to consider journaling daily. Now, why, why would this matter? I think journaling adds to our self-awareness, which is an important part of making a life that matters, understanding ourselves better, being aware of what we're feeling and thinking and how we're reacting, I guess, to the, the circumstances around us. Uh, journaling creates a record of our experiences and our feelings and it's a place to release our emotions and, and the thoughts that clutter our minds. So there are so many benefits to journaling. So how can we do it? I, there's any number of ways to journal. Maybe you want to get a pretty notebook and a pen, or maybe you want to use an app like Day One, which is a great journaling app that you can use on your computer or your smartphone or any number of things, or maybe just a Word document that you use uh, keep on your computer and use it as a running journal. It doesn't need to be complicated. I would suggest as part of it, maybe take a couple notes of things that happened that day, whatever you want to keep track of, and then maybe just free write for 10 minutes. Just start writing and don't stop until 10 minutes has passed. Whatever's on your mind, just kind of spew it out onto the page or onto the screen or maybe you want to have a guided journal and ask yourself a couple of questions each day. I think this could be a really good habit that can tell you a lot about yourself over time. And so maybe maybe ask yourself questions like, what am I proud of today? Or what am I thankful for today? What do I regret today? Or what lesson did I learn today? Questions like that can really help us... Um, become more aware of who we are, what's going on in our minds and our hearts. And that helps us find a better direction from one day to the next. So consider adding daily journaling as a habit for this year. And then uh, number seven, do something new each week. This is a habit I would like to develop. I feel like I kind of get into a rut. You know, I do the same things day after day, and I never try anything new or go anywhere new. And, you know, I did a little research about this. What are the benefits of just doing something new? And there were a couple of articles that I thought were interesting, including uh, one on psychologytoday.com by a, a doctor, Dr. Alex Lickerman. And a couple of the, and I'll link to, the, again, to these articles. They're worth reading. The benefits of doing something new regularly is uh, when you do something new, you may overcome a fear because we have a resistance to doing new things, untried things. And so it helps develop courage in us. Uh, if you do something new, it helps you to get to know yourself better. It can boost your creativity and it prevents boredom. So there, are, those are just some of the benefits of just doing something new or different. And it can be anything, but maybe just make a, a point of developing this habit of doing something new each week. And it might be maybe try a new restaurant you've never been to in a part of town you haven't been to before. Maybe it'll be to visit a new business or a local attraction that you've never gone to. 
Maybe it's something as simple as taking a different route to work or back home or trying a different means of transportation. Maybe instead of driving, one day you you ride the bus or ride your bike to work. Just change up that that little bit of your routine. Maybe you'll take a class in something you know nothing about. I have a friend who uh, that I worked with at a law firm who took some classes at the Dallas Arboretum and she was telling me about some of these classes and I thought, well, that that could be really cool. Something I've never tried, something I've never known. It might be fun to give it a shot. Maybe one week you just, I don't know, change your shampoo or your toothpaste. I've used the same toothpaste for, gee, I don't know, my whole adult life. Maybe it's time to shake things up a little bit and try something different. Again, just a little tweak to the routine, but making the point of doing something new and different. There was an article that I found on elephantjournal.com called 52 Fun Things. Try a new one each week of the year. And I'll put a link in the show notes to that article. You may get more ideas of something new you can do each week to shake up your routine maybe spark your creativity and uh, get you out of a rut a little bit. Uh, One writer that I read, and I'll put a link to this show or this, this article in the show notes as well. Um, It was an article called 10 new things to try this year. One of the things they suggested that I thought was really interesting was to eat one meal a day in silence. So that would be um, a new habit to develop that one meal each day you eat in silence. You don't talk, you don't look at your phone, you don't have the TV on or the radio on or a podcast going. You simply sit there and eat and pay attention to the experience of eating. Uh, I can really see the benefits of this. I I also think for a lot of us, at least in the United States, that would it would be really hard because we don't do very well with silence and we don't do very well with you know just just doing one thing at a time and that's why so often you see people at the table at a restaurant with their everybody's got their phone out scrolling through facebook or whatever but developing this habit of eating one meal a day in silence without any of that, just sitting there and eating, paying attention to the food and what it feels like to be eating it is going to contribute to mindfulness, to a peacefulness that we, I think a lot of us crave and gets us out of that habit of eating mindlessly. So I thought that one was really interesting when I saw that. Another habit to consider adding would be to save money. And here's a, I saw this on Facebook uh, that I thought was interesting and probably worth thinking about. Uh, And the suggestion was for the rest of the year, whenever you break, you know, you've got cash and you break a larger bill. So you've got a 20 or something. Whenever you get five, a $5 bill back in change, put it in a box and just let them sit there all year. So have a box in your, somewhere in your house, Uh, where you put all these $5 bills and let them sit, accumulate all year until you get to the end of the year and count them up. And it, you know, it could have a pretty good chunk of cash and maybe you want to have a purpose for it. So you develop this habit of whenever you get a $5 bill as change for something you buy, you put it in this box, consider having a purpose for it. Maybe there's a large purchase you want to make or a treat or a luxury that you want to get for yourself or your family. 
but just leave it there. Develop that habit of saving a little bit of money and uh, coming up with something fun to do with it or or meaningful to do with it at the end of the year. And then the final habit to consider adding to your routine, to our my routine, is if you don't already do this, is to do something physical each day. Go for a walk around the block or down, down the road if you live in the country. Go for a bike ride. Do some yoga. Get on the treadmill. Uh, you know, ride a horse. Uh, go go row a boat, just something physical each day. It doesn't have to take a lot of time, but we all know the benefits of physical activity and how um, how much of our time these days we spend sitting and being kind of sedentary and it's not healthy for us so we can improve our health and therefore our productivity by creating the habit of doing something physical each day. And again, when are we, you know, think about it ahead of time. If this is something you want to add for to your routine, if this is a habit you want to develop, when are you going to do it? Are you going to go for a walk with a colleague uh, at lunchtime from work? Or if the weather's nasty, just, you know, make a loop around the inside hall of the building or something, or take the, go up and down the stairs instead of taking the elevator. Are you going to go for a bike ride with your family after dinner? Are you going to do some yoga in the morning before you leave for work? Figure out what sort of physical activity you can fit into your day. Think about when you're going to do it and make a commitment to do it every day for that, you know, four to six weeks that is going to take to really solidify it as a habit in your life. I think uh, it's going to make your life better in a lot of ways, physically, mentally, and in all of those ways. So those are a few habits that I thought of that maybe you or I or all of us can, you know, can consider adding one or more of these habits to our own daily routine. What do you think? Are are you going to try to develop one of these habits this year? Or is, are any of them something you're already working on is, or is there another helpful habit that you're trying to incorporate into your life? How are you doing that? I would love to hear from you about this. Um, I think little habits can make a big difference in the quality of our life and in our productivity and all the senses that we talk about it on this show. So I'd love to hear what you're doing about that, what habits you're adding to your life or you, what habits you already have that make your life better. Uh, you can, as always, share your ideas about this or your questions in the comments section of the show notes for this episode, which you will find at theproductivewoman.com slash 226. Or you can post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page or in the uh, Productive Woman Community Facebook group if you're a member there. If you want to share your thoughts with me privately, I always love to hear from you. You can email your questions, your comments, your suggestions, your your habit that you're pursuing this year, you're trying to develop. Email those to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com and um, I will reply to you as quickly as I'm able to. Um, what else? I, I do want to talk real quick about our longtime sponsor, FreshBooks. And so here's a, a, a question, I guess, for those of you who are entrepreneurs or solopreneurs or small business owners, 
Do you remember when you started your small business? It's no small feat to do that. It took a lot of late nights, early mornings, and the occasional all-nighter. And you've probably been pretty busy ever since you started that business. So why not make things a little easier? Well, our friends at FreshBooks have a solution to this. FreshBooks invoicing and accounting software is designed specifically for small business owners. It's simple, it's intuitive, and it keeps you way more organized than a dusty shoebox filled with crumpled receipts or, you know, storing them in the bottom of your computer bag. You can create and send professional-looking invoices in 30 seconds, and then you get them paid as much as twice as fast with the automated online payment system that FreshBooks offers. You can file your expenses even quicker and keep them perfectly organized for tax time here in the United States. That's coming up, y'all, so something to think about. And the best part is that FreshBooks grows right alongside your business, so you'll always have the tools you need when you need them without ever having to learn the ins and outs of accounting. So consider joining the 24 million people, including me, who have used or are using FreshBooks You can try it free for 30 days, no catch and no credit card required. Just go to freshbooks.com slash woman and enter the productive woman in the how did you hear about us section to get started. So that's freshbooks.com slash woman and enter the productive woman in the how did you hear about us section. And uh, also, don't forget to get started growing, learning, or just relaxing with Audible. Go to audible.com slash TPW or text TPW to 500-500 to start your 30-day free trial of Audible. And thank you so much to Audible and to FreshBooks for supporting The Productive Woman. And yep, that's it for this episode of The Productive Woman. As always, I am so grateful to you for spending this time with me. I I really am. I don't just say that. I don't take it for granted that you take time out of your day to listen to me. I hope you found something in this episode that was helpful to you. And I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.